This is Scott Vanderpool, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 21. Thank you for joining me once again for all things AE related. This is our monthly look at what has occurred in July 2018 in relation to artist editions and uh, artist edition formatted books from all publishers. Uh, We take the written word that appears on aeindex.org and add some vocals to it for this podcast. Uh, Episode 21, I was um, surprised uh, it's still going. We still have a faithful audience, so I'm going to keep it rolling. I'll... uh, Evaluated, I guess, at uh, the two-year mark, episode 24. Let's take a look at what happened this month. I guess we should start with uh, San Diego Comic-Con, since that's the big event that occurs every July. Uh, Very little news was presented to us. Uh, There was an IDW Artist Edition panel. It only ran 15 minutes because the other 14 minutes were dedicated to a Steve Ditko panel. So we had one new announcement, and that is the Bernie Wrightson's Frankenstein Artist Edition. That's uh, collecting Wrightson's Frankenstein work, and uh, it will also have the Muck Monster story that appeared as a IDW portfolio earlier, um, several years ago. I think 2012 was their first portfolio. Don't quote me on that, though, because uh, I'm just getting into portfolios. We'll talk about that later. The... Uh, Announcement as well was made. Their Bernie Wrightson Artifact Edition is getting a second print. So, I mean, we'll talk about the eBay pricing later, but don't uh, go too deep into a sec into uh, first printing if it's uh, expensive because the second print will be coming. As well, a few things that were said in the comments or in the questions and answer period of the panel. Um, I'll just go over that. There, Scott Dunbeer said there is some future EC work, but no details. So hope maybe we'll see another Best of EC Volume 3 or we'll see another EC volume dedicated to an artist. Uh, the big news for me was that DC has decided they don't want to do any more Artist Edition books with IDW. That is shocking to me because Graffiti Designs started strong and they've really reduced their schedule to two books a year. And this year... Um, yeah, I think two from DC this year. Can look at that later. It's surprising, a little disheartening, because the uh, work that IDW's been doing with the DC line, especially the Kirby seventy stuff, is awesome. And then the, we've seen the right, best of DC War. We've seen the Spring Wrightson book. So it's it's disappointing to say the least. If Graffiti can pick up their schedule and publish more, then that would be amazing. Uh, sadly, that uh, Jim Lee Legends book is going to be the last IDW artist edition for a while. And I tell you, I sure would have picked a whole lot more material than that for a final. But who knew it was the final, right? Uh, the announcement and the audio of the um, artist edition panel is available on aenext.org. Uh, audio, courtesy of Jamie Coville, wonderful Canadian who goes to many, many shows and records the panels and provides them to available, freely available. To anybody who wants to feature them. So thanks again for that, Jamie. Hopefully uh, we'll be able to take advantage of you every year because I doubt I will ever go to San Diego. 
All right, that's the news. No other publishers announced anything AE format related. Just on DW. Let's take a look at shipping changes because it was all over the place. So San Diego had three books released. That was Jack Kirby's Marvel Heroes and Monsters, Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic Artifact Edition, and the John Burns X-Men Artifact Edition. Uh, unfortunately, those have all been delayed in the stores, so uh, one more bump for these kind of things. Let's talk about shipping changes. Thicker Than Blood Collected Artwork Edition has been bumped to To Be Determined. I did get a message from them because it's a, it's a Kickstarter first, and they are shipping the books out, so we should see those shortly. But then what translate that's into uh, getting at the Diamond Warehouse and then shipping out, I don't know. So maybe next month we should see that. Terry Moore Strangers in Paradise Gallery Edition went from bumped to to be determined. That's a bad sign for graffiti designs. Jack Kirby, Heroes and Monsters Artist Edition, moved to August 1st. Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic Artifact Edition moved to August 8th. John Byrne's X-Men Artifact Edition moved to August 15th. And Bill Sienkiewicz's Mutants and Moon Knights Artifact Edition moved to October 10th. That's a giant leap. So for those who, I mean, I think these three books are highly sought, the Kirby, Starlin, and Byrne here. And they're one after another right now on the schedule, week after week after week. So that's going to hurt everybody's wallet, that's for sure. Or purse or pocketbook, whatever you use to pay. Ouch. That's all I can say. Yeah, that's it for shipping changes. Uh, as always, uh, go to aeindex.org and click on aeindex or click on the banner and you'll get the main index page. And the top of that page has the shipping changes. And I uh, last month, two months ago, I don't remember, I added the images of the books too. So you can get a visual in the order they're being released. So it's a uh, picture and words there for everybody. Uh, just a brief note about the... Uh, Artist Edition, Gallery Edition, Original Art Archives Index page. I made some changes to it. Um, just the top format. I'm trying to make uh, pages available a little bit more. Defining the AE formats, online pricing comparison. Those are those are separate pages or posts, and I like to keep them available so they run along the top of that page now for easier identification. All right, let's talk about. August 2018 previous solicitations, which came out last week, or no, it was this week. Uh, one artist edition format book, new book, was announced through Diamond, and that is Berkeley Breathes Bloom County Artist Edition. Now, this was identified much earlier in the year by some Amazon fishing, and this will be the third artist edition that it will be carried by Amazon and online booksellers, not just through your local comic shop. Here's the blurb. The Pulitzer Prize winning creator of one of the most cherished and fondly remembered comic strips of all time showcases his art in this deluxe oversized edition. You've read this all the strips, now see the art. This artist edition features an incredible selection of daily and Sunday comic strips as well as a selection of sketchbook pages and drawings. Published here for the very first time. Each and every one scanned from the original art. The dailies are presented at the actual size drawn and the Sundays have been slightly reduced but are still bigger and more beautiful than they've ever been presented before. This is the ultimate Bloom County collection by the inimitable Berkeley Breathed. Its her initial publication date is scheduled for November 14th. It's 20 by 14 inches, 140 pages, and I've seen 144 pages. We'll see. 150 US because of the size. 
I've already got the link up for Amazon, but we'll add the other links later. As well, time is ticking down for the latest P. Craig Russell um, crowdfunded book. This is the third done by Wayne Allen Harold Productions. And that is P. Craig Russell's The Gentle Giant and Other Stories Fine Art Edition. Here's the blurb again. Following up successful campaigns for P. Craig Russell's Jungle Book and Other Stories and P. Craig Russell's Salome and Other Stories, we are proud to present this campaign to fund the publication of our third 12 by 17 inch hardcover fine art edition. This time for P. Craig Russell's The Selfish Giant and Other Stories. This beautiful 12 by 17 inch oversized hardcover features complete story scan from P. Craig Russell's stunning original art. While appearing to be in black and white, each page has been scanned and colored to recreate as closely as possible the experience of viewing the actual original art, including blue pencils, notes, art corrections, and more. Pages are reproduced at original size on heavy paper stock to provide fans, aficionados, and collectors with the best possible reproductions. The book's final page count is expected to be 148 pages. So it's being solicited for May 2019. 12 by 17 is said, 148 pages. It's 100 being sold now for $100. Uh, cover price will be 125 so you're getting a discount there. That's always nice, 20% off. And it's available through Indigo this time instead of Kickstarter. Currently, it's sitting at 77% of its funded goal. That's 15496 of a $20,000 goal, I believe. Let me click through that and just make sure. Da, da, da. Loading, loading, loading. Yes, 20000 so that is good to see. I really hope that gets funded because I've enjoyed the first book. I'm looking forward to that second book coming this September. And this third book will be coming at us as well. That's the solicitations for this month. What is new and exciting? Let's look at sales numbers. So this was in July. So we were looking at June books. One AE format book was released in June. And that was Frank Cho's Savage Wolverine Artist Edition. It came in at number 307 of the top 500. I think we mentioned last month that Diamond has moved from top 300 to top 500, and now we get to see some additional books like this. Wouldn't have been in the chart before, but now it is. And that sold 340 copies. So as always, publishers don't like to release any of this information, so we have to glean what we can from Diamond and ICV2, which is where I get my numbers from. Let's encourage publishers to provide their sales numbers or their print runs, or anything. That would be wonderful. Thank you, publishers. Moving on, let's take a look at out-of-print sales for June 2018. These are garnered from eBay, and it's a quite a list on the website now, but uh, let's talk about ones that sold. One copy of Bernie's Rights and Artifact Edition sold for $180. Well, there you go. That uh, that justifies the price of a second print because that was 125 cover, so that's quite a premium. Three copies of Daredevil. Uh, I'm sorry. Three copies of David Mazzuchelli's Daredevil: Born Again Artist Edition sold for an average of 222.33. Still the strongest reselling AE format book. Gene Colan's Tomb of Dracula Artist Edition. One copy sold for 99.99. So that's below cover. One copy sold of Gil Kane's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition for $99.95, again, undercover. One copy of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, The World's Greatest Artist Edition for $119, so that's below the $150 cover. One copy of John Byrne's Fantastic Four Artist Edition for $105. I think that's slightly above cover, but that book's out of print for a while, so deals to be had. 
Marvel Covers Artist Edition, first print. Three copies sold, an average of $98.32. It's a low price uh, than what we've seen lately, and uh, a good deal. There's another book that's available in second print. P. Craig Russell's Strange Dreams Artist Edition, two copies sold, 95 average. Deal. Sergio Aragonas Grew the Wander Artist Edition, one copy sold, $87.50. Another bargain. One copy sold of Spawn Vault Edition, $149.99, so there's $25 off the cover. One copy sold, Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition for $39.99. Again, we've talked about this every month, but it's the smallest artist edition format book out there. And uh, always the cheapest, it seems. Two copies sold of Stranko Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Artist Edition. First print for an average of $199.50. There is a premium right there. One copy sold of Yusagi Ujimbo, The Artist, Another Stories Gallery Edition for $82.54. Um... That and the other, these, you know, those Dark Horse Gallery editions frequently were on sale at Amazon. I don't think this is in stock at Amazon anymore. I could be wrong. Two copies of Wally Woods EC Stories Artist Edition first print sold. An average of two sixty two fifty. Wow, there's a premium for a the second ever Artist Edition. And one copy sold of Will Eisner's The Spirit Artist Edition. Recently uh, out of stock at Diamond for $100. Bargain. Amazing, stunning book. Those two... Eisner Spirit books are my favorite. So wonderful. That's the out of print sales. Let's tick the time here. Wow, I'm flying along. I should mention now that uh, if you click the link on that out of print sales, it takes you to eBay and it gives me some affiliate uh, money. I get a few dollars from every purchase. As well, all the links on the site are affiliate links and they uh, it all adds up and I greatly appreciate when so- if someone's buying a book and they can take the opportunity to buy it through one of the links on aeindex.org. It, uh, it helps fund the site and the purchases of the books, and that is always appreciated. So while I should mention, I have a Patreon going. Uh, the minimum is a dollar. I don't have any other levels, so if you'd like to pledge a dollar or more, it's uh, always welcome. And that, again, that helps to keep me buying every book that is comes out and to review it. And I keep the website going. So I appreciate one and all support the site through my affiliate links or through the Patreon. As well, I probably should have mentioned at the beginning that I can always be reached via email, scott at aeindex.org, or at Facebook, slash Artist Edition Index, and at Twitter, at aeindex. Those are the social media outlets. I surprisingly don't get a lot of action on those. It's mostly the website, and that's fine with me. I like the website. I like, uh, you know, doing my thing as opposed to the social media, but you've also got to put it out there for people so that they can find it. I have not been doing that much of late. I really should be promoting my stuff more, especially on Facebook groups. I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups, comic book historians, the uh, Omnibus Collectors group. I guess I should be, but I'll work on that later. Three reviews on the site this month, so two releases. Um, one I was late on. And uh, But I've got it up now. I'm recording this a little bit early. I'm on vacation uh, um, the last week of July, first week of August. So I'm actually recording this podcast on Friday, July 27th. Which means uh, my review for The Prisoner is completed, but I don't think I'm going to publish it until tomorrow. But it will be on the site uh, when you listen to this podcast. So I'll talk about that as if it is published, working in the future. Troubling. Let's look at my three reviews, and I will begin with my first Artist Edition Portfolio review. It was something I've discussed previously, 
and said I would get into. I think I talked about it quite a bit last month, but I never really wanted to get into the portfolios. I thought, oh, I'd like to see them in book form. I'd like to be able to read them. I don't want to start adding artist edition portfolios to my collection because I, I think I said earlier, I have several hundred portfolios from my earlier collecting days. But I keep running across these at significant discounts everywhere. So I thought, ah, I'll start picking them up. And then I realized uh, during those lean times of reviews, when no books are being published, I would like to get a review up on the site. And that this allows me to do that. Yet, it was a slow week. I did this review, and then now there's three reviews for the month. So it's actually quite a good month. Let's talk about this. My first portfolio review, Michael Golden, G.I. Joe Yearbook Artist Edition Portfolio, which uh, I'm going to slide over and pick up. Because I like, you know, the names I'm always trying to stick with what's in the indices. That's how I go by the book, the naming of the books. Uh, early on in uh, the IDW days, they would do this you know, name creator and then a colon and then artist edition. Or so this is this is from 2013. And we have the cover says Michael Golden GI Joe Yearbook Artist Edition Portfolio. The indices says Michael Golden's GI Joe Yearbook colon Artist Edition Portfolio. And this collects the 22-page story by Michael Golden from the GI Joe Yearbook number two. It is 22 plates, as I just said. It's 12 by 17. It's in a nice hardcover slipcase. Very impressive. $40 U.S. suggested price. Um, and that's sort of why I never got into these. Um, readily available on eBay, but nowhere else. Well, it's not available through Diamond. It's not available on the IDW website. So you got to look third-party market if you want to get this. Let me give you the blurb. From the people who brought you the Eisner Award-winning Artist Edition series comes the next Artist Edition portfolio, the legendary G.I. Joe yearbook number two by Michael Golden. The cover and all 22 interior pages are all presented here on individual pages that mimic Golden's gorgeous original art. Sorry, I hung up on that sentence because it's so poorly composed. Anyway, and remember, this is a hardcover portfolio like the Neil Adams Thrill Kill and Bernie Wrights and Muck Monster portfolios before it and matches the exacting quality of all previous artist editions. Nice. All right. Let's take a look at that review. So 22 plates, so very heavy paper stock. Really nice from what you'd expect from a portfolio. And the nice thing here is uh, the art is double-sided because, let me give you the note. In, in the indices, note. The lettering for this story was done on opaque vellum and adhered to the art after it was inked. Since initial publication, portions have been damaged or lost entirely. The remaining lettering has been removed from the art, restored, and mounted on clear acetate. The restored balloons in the story appear as stark white. Additionally, since there are now, in essence, two versions of the original art, one with lettering on acetate and one without, both versions are printed on opposite side of each portfolio plate. And then it goes on further to say, special thanks to Albert Moy for generously allowing these pages to be scanned. So there we go. So you can read, you can admire the art on one side and read the art on the other, which right there for me says, here's something that IDW can do in a portfolio that we wouldn't see in a book. And that is amazing. I want to read it as a comic. And that's me. And those, there are others who want to admire the art. So it's the best of both worlds. 
I found the uh, the recreated art, uh, sorry, <laughs> the recreated lettering to be a bit uh, pixelated at times. And I'm not sure if that's the art or the scanning, how it was done, but uh, it reads well. It's really well presented. It's a very tight envelope, though. I had to, uh, the side of my envelope, I think I've taken the art out maybe five, six times, and the side of my envelope's kind of ripping. So that's disappointing, but uh, it's a very well done package. The usual IDW exacting standards of scan quality, and uh, because it's from one owner, you get uh, very consistent results. So, well done IDW on this first portfolio I'm getting to. Um, there's two ahead of that. I didn't, I'm not doing it in order of release. Uh, Muck Monster was first, and then um, they allowed Throw Kill. I have Throw Kill, I don't have Muck Monster. It's going for a premium on the back market, and it's appearing in that new uh, Frankenstein Artifact Edition, so maybe I won't actually ever get Muck Monster. But, or I'm going to follow the pattern that I have done with these portfolios, and if I see it on a deal, I'll pick it up. I think that's what I'm going for. And that is the portfolio. Very nice. Let's move on to the first review of the month of a book. Lone Wolf and Cub Gallery Edition. That's right, it's Lone Wolf A-N-D Cub, lowercase, following the indices once more. Even though the cover has the ampersand, I'm going with and, and from A-N-D, the word from the indices. Yes, that is the anal aspect of my collecting mentality. Here's the blurb. Kazuo Koike's Samurai Epic is a tour de force of graphic fiction, and the Lone Wolf and Cub Gallery Edition features selections of the late Koseki Kojima's spectacular illustration, reproduced at original size on heavy stock art paper to preserve the work in detail as it exists today, as close as one can come to owning these rarest of artworks. Included in its entirety, the final titanic clash between Ogami Ito and Yagyu Ratsuro. This deluxe volume is a must-have for collectors and enthusiasts of the finest comic art ever created. Reproduced from high-resolution scans at original size from the original art created over 40 years ago. Accompanied by corresponding reproductions in English. Dark Horse. 20, July 4th it was released. 11 by 16, 216 pages, 99.99 US. What can I say about this? Let's talk about the contents. We have a really nice Ford by Chris Warner. And then we have a selection. It's The book's almost put together like gallery slash artifact loose pages at the beginning. And then a complete final chapter uh, um, to finish up the book, which is consecutive pages. Uh, there are a few pages that they did not have. And they were done from a nice, they did a nice job. Um, pages 109 and 163 have in the note page scan from production photostat not original art included for continuity they both look good they're a bit dark but it's really well done um, the book is stunning this is the first manga that we've seen in this format and it's so nice to see it Dark Horse did a great job of producing it uh, Dark Horse says uh, they followed the format actually that they did before with artwork that did not have lettering and that was the Star Wars Dark Times where on the left side is the something with lettering, and the right side is the original artwork. In this book, it is pages from their Dark Horse English productions of Lone Wolf and Cub. This time, they're quoting the omnibuses because that's what's currently in print. I had the smaller softcover paperbacks from 
Dark Horse and as well I have it digitally and that's how I actually ended up reading the whole thing because I didn't like those small soft covers and you could read it on a good size digitally so I went that route. Anyway, uh, the artwork looks awesome. Uh, the lettering, uh, it's interesting, the word balloons are drawn and then the lettering looks like it was printed and then cut out and pasted from the, uh, the Japanese. Very nice. Uh, there's not a lot of fine detail in the original art that doesn't come across in the uh, in the finished work, especially not the black and white stuff. Uh, it's surprising how much we'll, we'll see some watercolors or we'll see some full color or different. Uh, just the the way the white was used sometimes. It's just it's very very nice. The artwork just really gorgeous. And then to stop and stare and to see it, it's reduced size. You know. So 11 by 16 is a little bit of the book. Uh, the art is small. It's 8.5 by 11. And, um, no, I'm sorry. It's a little bigger than that. But I'm <laughs> thinking of the Will Eisner book from last month. 11. But the artwork is small. There's uh, significant borders around the art. But it reproduces so well. Uh, the scans are really great quality. The whole book is great quality. If you're a fan of Lone Wolf Cub, I really encourage you to pick this up. And I really encourage Dark Horse to continue producing these gallery editions. This was the only one from this year. I was concerned. I don't know if we got one last year. And I was concerned we wouldn't even see this line continue. But uh, it has. And I hope to see another in the line. Please, Dark Horse. Maybe one a year is a great schedule. Let's keep it rolling. And I, I appreciate, you know... That they reduced the price of this book, ninety nine ninety nine, and this it's a bit of smaller size. Um, it's only half the book as original art. I mean, but paper quality is excellent. Everything about it is excellent. Please pick this up. Moving on to our last review of the month, the Prisoner Dash. Is that a Dash original art edition? Again, this book was solicited all over the place as weird things. What was it? The uh, the Prisoner Jack Kirby Gil Kane Art Edition is what uh, I kept seeing, or Artist Edition. But uh, it is actually the Prisoner Original Art Edition. No comma, as in previous books, but a dash. I don't think it's a dash. I think it's called something else, but I'm going with dash. Let me give you the blurb. Drawn by two of the greatest comic book legends, Jack Kirby and Gil Kane, this is an art-sized hardcover collection of the long-lost, previously unpublished comic books based on the cult classic 1967 British TV show, The Prisoner. The first six pages of the Jack Kirby strip are inked and lettered by Mike Royer. The Gil Kane pages are pencils only. This collection includes facsimiles of the original script written by Steve Englehart and includes bonus features written by Englehart and Bob Wayne. So released on July 18th, this was 13 by 17, 72 pages. That's different than the original solicitation. 79.99 US. Let me just have a look here. Because I thought I counted five pages inked, and that says six. That's a one, two, three, four, five. No, it's five. Five pages inked and one panel. I guess you can call that six, but I'm not going to call that six because it isn't. It's five and one panel. All right. Let's talk good, bad here. The good. Uh, it's always good to see Kirby's artwork. I mean, come on. It's Kirby. Classic Kirby here. And uh, to see his pencils... It's great to see Kirby pencils. I really appreciate it. But uh, there's a lot of detail there. He's not, he wasn't leaving a lot for the anchor to have to interpret, which I appreciate. Uh, he, lettered his, uh, he lettered his pencils there. 
I'm, and then uh, Royer did, I don't know if Royer went and added the lettering in pencils or it was Kirby. But then uh, those inked pages are lettered. And then we see, as the book continues, we see lettering. It almost looks digital lettering. I can't tell if this was done for the book or at some point between now and when the artwork was done. But uh, we do see some sporadic lettering on the rest of the Kirby stuff. So we see... Uh, I mean, I mean, it inked a, a black lettering. There is, a, the, the, like I said, the the lettering is done in pencil, but it's sometimes it can be hard to read. And if it is hard to read, they put this black lettering on top of the word. So that's why I seem to think it's not from the original. That follows up. That's that's a one issue amount of artwork there, and then that we're followed up with a uh, Steve Englehart written Gil Kane penciled issue. And that is just straight pencils. And uh, Kane's pencils are a little looser or less detail than Kirby's. Not a lot less detail. Just you can see that he was going to, the inker was going to finish stuff up there. And uh, following that, we get um, a colored splash by Malcolm Allred from the first Kirby issue. And then we get an essay by Englehart about writing this with a little biography. And then we get... Um, we get the Kane pages uh, inked, or sorry, lettered by Rick Parker. Uh, this is Tudo page now, across from the Englehart scripts. So that's interesting to see these type scripts and what these pages would read lettered. And then we get a book from ITC, which is a company that produced The Prisoner in 1967. It's called The Press Book. And that gives a breakdown, really, an explanation of uh, what the prisoner is for those new to it and it was one was provided for Marvel to write and it is 25 pages and we get three or f we get four to a page for that and then we get um, a two-page essay I guess you call it from Rick Davey from the Unmutual website and that's explaining the prisoner or discussing the prisoner TV series then we get a biography of Jack Kirby and a biography of Gokane and that's the book that's 72 pages and that is the let, as I said, the positive is the artwork. Very nice. Now let's discuss the negative. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually believe that this is a book that did not need to be original size. This could have been a 9 by 12 uh, book with the Kirby pencils and then the cane ink, the cane pencils, and then maybe the cane, the lettered cane pages, and then the script, and then these essays about the prisoner. I understand they're trying to add, the, you know, Titan is looking at the material and saying, well, we need some value add here. Um, but at $79.99 for 72 pages, that's the highest cost per page of any artist edition format book out there. I think that's $1.11 or $1.12 per page. And your average IDW 12 by 17 book, I think, is $0.88 cents a page. So it's quite an increase there. And uh, I'm not particularly welcome. And I, the design of the book is gorgeous. I really like this design. And I, th you know, I want to give credit to the designer because I love the layout of the pages. I love this red from the logo that goes to the end papers and throughout. It's very nice. Oh, I don't think I mentioned the Mike Royer introduction, but that was nice too. Um, hmm. Let's see, collection designer is Dan Bura. Bura, apologize for the B-U-R-A and that uh, props deserving there. Gorgeous book. 
I'm also not happy that it's 13 inches wide with one inch margins around the artwork. It really could have been 12 by 17 like every other AE format book of original of modern art size. So now this book's going to stick out an inch from all the rest of your books this size. Why? I don't know. Did it, There's an inch margin or two and a half centimeter margin on either side of the art, but only one centimeter margin at the top and bottom of the page. It's not uniform. I don't really know why they went that way. You flip through the book and you can't see any reason for it other than just to stick out more than every other book. So that's not my best uh, best choice, I have to say. Is this a good purchase? That's You have to decide if you like The Prisoner that much, if you like Kirby that much, if you want to see some unpublished artwork that much. And the, the beauty of the Artist Edition uh, Index, aindex.org, is that you can come to the website, check out my many photos, and decide for yourself if you want to buy the book. Uh, the good news is it's available from all online sellers, and it's heavily discounted. Again, Canadians are winning out on this volume. Um, I mean, with tax, I paid $56 for this book. Um, so it's quite a deal. I did approach Titan uh, uh, PR and uh, made several requests for it and did get an answer but never received the book. Maybe it's still coming. I don't know. That was a bit disappointing. I normally don't uh, go that route, but I thought for this book I was on the fence about it because of the cost. And I thought I'd try and get a uh, score myself a free copy since uh, this is going to be one of the few reviews out there online. But uh, that was not to be. So that's the way it is. I have uh, concerned about time, and now I've gone over my time this month. So I should wrap it up. Thanks for joining me for this look at uh, all things AE in the spoken format. You can read everything that I've talked about at the site aeindex.org. Please go there and check out the reviews that I've mentioned, the articles that I've discussed. And please drop me a note if you have any questions. I'm, I love questions, and I do like to read them um, on this podcast when they come up. No questions lately, other than, you know, shipping dates. People are always asking about shipping dates, but that's an ongoing uh, concern, right? Follow us at aenix.org, please. And if you like those social medias, the Facebook, you can see me at facebook.com slash index or the Twitter at AE Index. And please continue to support me with my affiliate links and Patreon. That is all for this month.